Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in. I wanted to take a moment to recognize and give a shout out to today's sponsor, which is the Anchor app. Anchor is a free app that anyone can download to start a podcast. It's simple and easy. It provides many tools for recording, such as sounds, music, you can send voice messages to friends, and you can even get paid. That's right, you can get paid for talking about a topic that you enjoy by getting more listeners and sponsorships. It's simple and easy. Download the free Anchor app right now to get started. guys and we're back hey everyone it's abby and we have kelsey back on the podcast today welcome back kelsey it's good to have you here feeling a little dusty wasn't on the last one but back better than ever love the love the passion podcast y'all if you haven't listened go we'll encourage you to go to passion this what is it next year is that what i should say next year yeah, or is it'll it be considered this year next year it'll be in january okay perfect yes it was super encouraging and i mean honestly i feel like given the fact that i didn't go just listening i felt like i still got a lot from it you know yeah. so yes, y'all did a great job recapping that yeah hope that everybody else got something out of that um so kelsey has something she wants to talk to us about today so it's going to be another casual but very spiritual and fruitful conversation. So, Kelsey, whenever you're ready. Perfect. So, last Sunday, um, so I, like y- y'all know, I go to school in Chapel Hill, but currently I'm still attending my regular church at home. Um, I go to a church in Middlesex, North Carolina. It's called Midpoint Church. If y'all are from around that area and are looking for a church, I highly recommend giving it a try. Um, But like I said, I've been regularly attending there on the weekend still, even though I'm in Chapel Hill, just because I love it so much. I love the preaching. I love the pastor. I love what the church stands behind. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this past weekend, we started a new series and it was called Baggage. And I will say a lot of the background information that I'm going to give a lot of the commentary is from my pastor, Pastor Mark Ingram. Um, but I am going to put my own little flair on the end of it and just kind of adapt on it in the ways in which it influenced me. And that's why I want to share it with you guys. I think that um, baggage is obviously not a fun, common topic to just talk about everyday life, like mm-hmm. talking about what you did during your day, but it's important nonetheless. And so we're going to dive into that today just to start us off. Um, and I was trying to be careful because I didn't want to give anything away, but Abby, I want to ask you a question first. I know Abby and I, y'all that normally listen, we sometimes like to ask each other questions and Abby was not aware of the question prior to this. So she's (laughs) had no time to think about it. So just give it your best shot. But I first want to start off with what do you think baggage is? Like, what is it? What defines something as baggage? Because I feel like before we start the conversation, obviously we need to define what it is. So give it, give it your best go. Okay. So baggage, if we're thinking like literally, it's like stuff that we carry. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times when I hear the word baggage, I think of like, if you're going into a relationship, everybody carries different baggage. And it's okay. just, like, whether it be your past or, like, mental baggage, like, going through, like, I don't know, depression or anxiety, if you have that type of baggage. Yeah. Um, or just so you would say that you carry. 
You would say it carries a negative connotation. Right. It's definitely not something good. Something we yeah. something we want. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So great definition, Abby. Um, definitely where we're headed in terms of our conversation. My pastor actually um, gave some imagery to the sermon on Sunday and he had literal like suitcase baggage on the stage. <laughs> um, and honestly, as funny as it sounds, it was a great um, visual interpretation of what he was talking about. It made it a lot easier to visualize and apply in like your everyday life. But obviously on the podcast, we cannot be showing that. So like you said, um, we are going to be talking about just the emotional baggage, the things that people carry um, into relationships. But I think what it's what's important to remember is it's not just a relationship with, say, um, someone who will eventually be your spouse, but it's in everyday relationships with mm-hmm. your parents, your friends, um, your Bible study leader, if you have one, your classmate, you get the idea. Yeah. But Yes, like you said, baggage is something that um, we carry with us. We defined it in church as something that we're aware of, but we don't want to get rid of. And that immediately caught my attention. I was like, wow, you know, like you would think that if it's something that isn't good, you wouldn't want it. But a lot of times we're either blinded by our baggage or we're too comfortable or we're very possessive. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's also hard to think about within itself. And something I would encourage you guys to do is throughout this, obviously we can't spend all day on the podcast, so I'm going to try to go through it pretty rapidly, but I really would encourage you guys to pause it. And when I say something, maybe think about what I'm saying and like how it applies to your life. Cause that's what I did throughout the sermon. And I think that's why it was so influential on me. So maybe take a second to stop and think, what is something in my life that, you know, isn't good, but it's not something that I want to get rid of. Maybe it's because you've been dealing with it for too long, or it's, it just seems harder to get rid of it rather than to just keep dealing with it. Right. So, yeah. And another point I would say is baggage is also, get ready, this this is some heat. We're bringing back the Michael Arnold reference, but Mm -hmm. baggage is something that takes the space in your life that God should be occupying. Mm -hmm. That, that, That hit, that hit deep. Yep. Which, when you think about it that way, that makes you feel like a terrible person. It's a very humbling realization to think about. Mm -hmm. But, so, that was, we kind of defined it. And now I want to just, you kind of touched on this at the beginning, Ab, but I want you to give me some examples of what what types of baggage there are. What do you think? I mean, you can just name, like, three or four that come to your mind. Like, you mean, like, specifically in the relationship? Just, like, like, any type of baggage that you might have. Like, it doesn't have to be you personally, but. Um, I guess, like I was saying, when you go into a relationship, you carry baggage just, like, from your past. Maybe Mm -hmm. you carry shame or guilt. Okay, yeah, stuff like that. That's what I'm looking for. Um, Yeah, shame. Yeah, shame, guilt. guilt. Mm -hmm. Um, this is hard. Like, I know there's so many that I could think of, but, like, on the spot. But honestly, I'm glad that you aren't able to name a lot because it just goes to show, and this is for everybody, I'm not saying just you, it goes to show how, how to, we don't think about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's not something that we're constantly aware of. And so I think that goes to show just how important it is to call it out and identify it and label it and deal with it. But... Like you were saying, some other types are fear. 
Um, it could be that you're dealing with the baggage of unforgiveness. You know, you dealt with an issue in the past and you're just hanging on to the fact that you don't want to forgive. Um, you could have the baggage of no self-value, toxic relationships, family issues. Um, you could have the baggage of being a people pleaser. You could have the baggage of setting unrealistic expectations, addictions. Yeah. And I think I think something, too, is it's like baggage doesn't always just have to be the big big things you automatically think of like depression or yeah um um addictions it i mean it <laughs> the baggage of being a people pleaser is something that's worth mentioning too right maybe, maybe it's not something that we think of immediately but i mean it's there and it, it's something that we probably all deal with um at least one point in our mm-hmm. lives so we identified what it was we identified some types. We're getting a little bit more familiar with what baggage is. Oh, wait, what kind of baggage might I be having in my life right now? <laughs> and really quickly, I, I want to now dive into some biblical scripture because I feel like to, ha- to have truth, you also need to back it up with the word. So we're going to talk about five areas that it comes from. Um, and then add with the specific points, if you'll just read the scripture that I sent to you, I'll tell you which ones. But Okay. First, baggage comes from unfulfilled expectations. So this one hit me really hard personally for being for talking some truth. I think a lot of times I put unrealistic expectations on myself, but especially on other people. And I don't necessarily mean to do that intentionally, but I think within my sinful nature, I just automatically do that. And it it does leave me in the end feeling angry and disappointed Mm -hmm. um but I think that all comes down to realizing that people can't like people aren't perfect because I mean I'm not perfect how can I expect somebody else to be but you also can't expect people to do and say things that you want them to when they don't know how you feel (laughs) so um Proverbs 13 12 kind of hits on this if you'll read that one it says hope deferred makes the heart sick but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Yep. So it's That's just like saying that. one of that... my favorite verses. Really? Yep. Oh, why is it one of your favorites? Tell me. Um, I think because like a lot of times I'm hoping for something like hoping for, mm-hmm. like hoping to get this job or hoping to get into that school or just people in general, hoping to get in a relationship with this person or have all these different things that happen. And like, yep. sometimes you have to, like taking the realization that it might not happen mm-hmm. and you need to accept that so you can be okay if it doesn't happen. Exactly. That's super important. And I think that goes to show too, that when things don't always go the way that we want them to, or there's a certain situation where we're trying to control it the best that we can, and we're at the limit to where we can't do it anymore. It's a super humbling realization to say, Oh wait, I actually don't have the, ability to do this the only person that does is God and at that point all you can do is turn to prayer which is honestly what you should have been doing from the beginning which that's another realization I've been coming to a lot lately um but that what you said about that being your favorite verse really hit on that point so I'm glad you said it yeah can I say something else of course so the second part of that verse where it says but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life that's mm-hmm. just thinking about when the things that you hope for do happen. And for example, God is our living hope and we're guaranteed to have that future with him. 
So yep. just the fact that that longing hope is going to be fulfilled one day is really encouraging to me. Too. Girl, you're hitting all my points. <laughs> I'm not even mad about it. That eternal perspective <laughs> is extremely important. And I'll, I'll try to hit a, a little bit more on that once mm-hmm. we go through all the ways that where baggage comes from. But yeah, having an eternal perspective, it's like what I want to happen right now might not go the way I want it to. Guess what? A lot of times it doesn't. If y'all haven't figured that out already, it's it's super annoying because we're so yeah. simple and we're so prideful and think that, you know, we have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. We don't. Um, but when you sit back and you think, whoa, like I wanted to go this direction. God took me this direction. But at the end of the day, what's like unfathomable to realize is that either way, God's plan was going to be fulfilled for my life. Like, Mm-hmm. whatever happened whether it was what I wanted in the moment or what I thought I wanted or maybe it wasn't and God didn't give me what I thought I wanted and it, and it went went a completely different way either way like God has used me for his glory through whatever he's put me to do whatever I mean you know it could be a multitude of things so mm-hmm. having eternal perspective is extremely important um, the second place that baggage comes from is untreated pain So we kind of hit on this with the types that could come from toxic relationships or family issues. And a lot of times when people it's, and it's not even about going into a relationship with somebody either. It's just about dealing with baggage yourself, like dealing with yourself in your everyday life. And your overall well-being is I being able to identify, you know what, like I have issues from the past that have really left me broken and hurt. And maybe if I dealt with them and took the time to, rip off the band-aid if that's what you want to call it and be uncomfortable for a quick second like bringing it back up to the surface then I would you know probably feel a lot better yeah um so untreated pain often does come from tucking things away we can kind of think about this as hiding stuff in the suitcase stuffing it in there we're at the um baggage area in the airport and our suitcase is too heavy because we put too much Untuck. We put too much tugged away pain into it, and we kind of have to take it out because we it's, it's not allowed on the plane. So, yes. yeah. Um, oh, Jeremiah six fourteen hits on this one. Ab, if you want to read that, they dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace. They say when there is no peace. How do you? What do you think about that one? I like to hear your commentary on the verse. <laughs> um. So I like how it says peace, peace, they say when there is no peace. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't want to take this in the wrong way, but like at first glance looking at this, like when there's no peace, they were saying peace, peace. And the fact that they like were right hoping that there would be peace and they like knew that there would be peace, even though if it didn't seem like that in the moment. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, I think I think it was interesting to see how in that verse, which obviously we don't have time to give a ton of backstory context to what exactly they're talking about in this chapter of Jeremiah, which mm-hmm. I would recommend you all to do as well. If you're reading a devotion or something on the Bible plan, a, a lot of times they just like have a really nice devotion and then they put individual verses with it. Right. It's sometimes really hard, like hard for me to grasp what the specific verse is yeah. saying because there's no preceding or like commentary after it so I would really encourage y'all to take the time to read at least the chapter 
that's within it because it really helps you understand. But what I was going to say was that it was saying how they treated their pain as something that wasn't serious. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that's what we do. We just convince ourselves that it's not a big deal when it is. And that leaves us more hurt than anything. And so yeah. that was a really good point to tie in in the verse. Yeah, that's good. The third place that it comes from, which this is, I don't want to say one of my favorites because that just sounds weird, but I really related to unfulfilled expectations and I really liked this one. It's unresolved yesterdays. So that means that there's baggage that we don't deal with soon enough and, or, I mean, honestly, maybe sometimes we just don't deal with it at all. Like in general, we just completely put it to the side, put it under the rug and not bring it back out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really liked this one because he he talked about in the sermon on Sunday the fact that, you know, when you get in disagreements, whether it's with your boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, um, parents, a friend, whatever it might be, somebody that you're and you have a relationship with, it's important not to allow yourself to go to bed angry. And I've always, ever since I heard, I don't, I, I couldn't tell you the first time I heard that or where I heard it from, but ever since I heard it, I loved it because it was like, why would I allow myself to go to sleep and wake up to a whole brand new day with the same thing that I went to sleep with when I could just squash it right then and there, you right. know, like when you think about it that way. And I, I know there's a verse, I don't know off the top of my head if it's this one, but it literally says in the word that. To not, I'm pretty sure this is the first. Yeah, it is. But to not to get, it? yeah, read it, read it, read it. It's Ephesians four twenty six through twenty seven. And your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Yep, that's exactly what I was gonna say <laughs> about giving the devil a foothold. Because when you go to sleep and you're angry, guess what? He has your attitude, your mindset leading into the next day, and like you're about to waste a whole other day on something you could have dealt with yesterday. And I was just like, wow. And I loved it because I think the more, the older I've gotten and the things that I've, I mean, certain situations that I've dealt with where I have, like, you know, I have been angry. Like that has been my initial thought is like, Kelsey, deal with it now. It's not fun. You know, you don't want to say something, but it's going to be a lot better if you do it now than if you wait and cause a whole nother thing later on. So Mm -hmm. I, I love that verse. I love that point. Do you have any commentary on that? Um, Yeah, I think that's really good. But also, like, sometimes you have to be careful not to, I mean, obviously, in James, it says be slow to speak Mm -hmm. um, and slow to anger. So in certain situations, you don't want to make a decision or say something because you're angry. Sometimes you have to give it time um, and then act on it. But also, yes, if you have something on your mind, go ahead and fix that with somebody and don't go and talk to somebody else about it because that's not necessary go ahead and fix that with that person and then if you need somebody to mediate then you can always do that too yeah and I I told y'all I'm I'm, I told Abby prior to us um, recording the podcast that she needed to go back and watch the sermon because they post them online um and I would encourage y'all to do it as well. Somehow we'll find a way to link the sermon. Maybe we'll put it in that link tree that we have yeah. um, in our Instagram bio so y'all can go watch it. But because because obviously I'm giving it a very brief like overview um, and I don't do the justice that my pastor does. But 
like I said, it was something that really influenced me. So I wanted, at, at least if y'all don't go watch the sermon, at least you'll have this of it. Um, but he, 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 he hit on that too. Like, you know, it is important to deal with it, but you have to deal with it in a way that is um, respectful and mature and not, you know, just letting your anger out on the other person. Like mm -hmm. there's a way to go about doing it. So I'm glad that you brought that up yeah. because, you know, you do need to deal with things in um, a certain manner. And yeah, basically that, that was just perfect. Just to keep that in mind. Um, the fourth one, I just cracked my knuckle, y'all. But I don't know if that sound picked up. The fourth one is that baggage comes from unhealthy vices of self. And uh, I pointed to one of the types of baggages earlier as having no self-value and being a people pleaser. And so, I mean, this, I, I think something else that I'm even realizing just in, you know, talking on the podcast about this with y'all is that a, a lot of times one type of baggage ties into another type. So if I have you know, baggage of no self-value, then I'm probably, you know, probably going to have a little bit of baggage of, of depression. Um, if mm -hmm. I have the baggage of being a people pleaser, I'm probably going to have the baggage of anxiety and fear and constantly worrying about, you know, what other people think of me. Because, I mean, quite mm -hmm. honestly, that is the definition of being a people pleaser. But when, mm -hmm. and, and I think this is the huge importance of, and the, the verse, the verse hits on this, let me not get ahead of myself. But this is the importance of knowing your identity and self-worth in Christ and not letting other people and materialistic things of this world, you know, do that for you. And that that all ties into the eternal perspective as well. You know, at the end of the day, if you're a Christian, when you die, what happened on earth, you know, isn't necessary. I mean, what happened on earth in terms of what people said, like said about you and the efforts that you tried to please other people, none of that's going to matter. Mm -hmm. Like it's not going to matter anymore. Yeah. And you're going to be, I mean, that's, that's a very overwhelming thing to think about in itself. And that's another thing that I encourage y'all to pause and think about, but it's mm -hmm. like, why am I going to sit here and allow myself to have the baggage of trying to please other people when in reality, the only person I need to try to please and the only person I should aim to please and glorifying is Christ and I just when you fully take a second to think about that it's a big slap in the face I mean mm -hmm. and I think I think too like we all deal with like being a people pleaser in some form I mean some people way more than others obviously but like we all like to be liked by other people like yeah. if you don't then I haven't <laughs> I haven't met you before but <laughs> But, like, that's part of our sinful nature. Like, we, we want people to want us. We want to be liked. We want mm -hmm. attention to be on us. And I think when he hit that point, it was a really good reminder that at the end of the day, I need to, to just be really firmly rooted in who I am and whose I am and mm -hmm. what I'm called to do for the eternal glory of the kingdom instead of, you know, just worrying to, being, being too worried about what I'm doing while I'm on earth. Um, so mm -hmm. to tie that into the word, let's read Psalm 139, 14F. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. That's a really common verse. Um, it's kind of commonly phrased in different sections and ways. Like, um, what is it? 
fearfully and wonder like people just say like you are fearfully and wonderfully made like stuff like that yeah what do you have any commentary on that one have or anything about the point number four um I I really like this verse a lot and I try to remind myself that a lot because like you were saying I am human and I do care about what people think about me sometimes and when somebody says something about my appearance or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. I'm like wow like that hurts but then at the end of the day God wanted me to be that way so then I just have to put my mindset back into the fact that I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made and God wants me to be exactly like that that's and exactly when it says right. at the end of the verse my soul knows it very well mm. um like we have to know that it's one thing to say it but do we actually know that you know yeah yeah we um we were talking in, in bible study last night um we're going through the book of jonah and we were talking about the difference between sincerity and hypocrisy and mm-hmm. i think you can apply those two things to a multitude of things like for example, in Jonah, we were talking about um, the difference between, you know, Jonah knowing who God was, but being hypocritical and the fact that he literally went down to the bottom of the boat and slept through the storm. Like, <laughs> that that's, that's a whole other conversation, but mm-hmm. there's a difference between saying, I'm you know, like, I, I, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm, I'm beautiful. I know my self-worth. And then when you allow people to affect you to the point where that completely goes out the window, you're being completely hypocritical of what you, you were saying, you know? Yeah. And I think, I say I think a lot, but I think a lot. I do. Um, <laughs> I can't say a sentence without starting with I think. Oh, my goodness. Wow. That made me lose my train of thought. We'll move on to number five. If it comes back to me for four, I'll let y'all know. This happens to us a lot. But the last one, the last um, place that baggage comes from, or that we hit on at least, is unrepented sin. I've got two verses Wait, for this one. can you say that again? Yeah, unrepented sin. Okay. I've got two verses for this one um, because I think the verses really encapsulate what this means rather than me giving commentary and then pulling, pulling verse in with it. So I want mm-hmm. us to read Proverbs twenty eight thirteen, And then I also want us to read some from Ephesians, but we'll read Proverbs first and then go from there. Okay. Proverbs twenty eight thirteen says, whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Yep. And I'm going to try to say this without going too much into the next one, but um, what I think is really important about this verse is it encapsulates the um, meaning behind expressing your sin, even though obviously sin isn't going, sin is not going to be comfortable to admit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if y'all remember the Passion um, podcast, Jenny Allen literally told everybody <laughs> at that at that conference to admit their biggest sin. And that's something yeah. a bunch of people would not ever want to do. And I mean, for rightfully so, like we're not proud of what we do wrong, but right. guess what? We still do it. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, that's also the importance. And we also talked about this in another podcast. I promise y'all I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to promote our podcast, but we also <laughs> talked about this in Christian community podcast, the importance of having a group of community and people around you that can hold you accountable in your spiritual growth, mm-hmm. hold you accountable in um, your sin and finding people that you're comfortable enough to talk about that with. Like 
there are some things that I would obviously tell Abby that clearly I would not tell my classmate for obvious reasons, but it makes you appreciate the relationship in turn that you do have with the, the people that you're comfortable enough to talk about with. And ultimately, if you're in the right Christian community, y'all, and it's genuine, then there will be no judgment for your sin because that is not what we're called to do as believers to judge other people. Um, so I would keep that in mind. Ephesians 5, 8 through 13 is going to hit on the broader idea. And after that, Ab, I want you to give your commentary on what you think about it. Okay. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is mm-hmm. shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Read those last two verses one more time. It is shameful even to mention the, what the disobedient do in secret. But everything is exposed by light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Mm-hmm. What do you think about so, that? I think that's pretty crazy because <laughs> we might think that we're doing something in secret or it's dark and nobody's around, but God is always there. And even God's if it's always dark, in that like, corner. God doesn't see dark and light. Like he sees everything. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great chunk of biblical scripture right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Something I have to remind myself a lot of times, and this goes with unfulfilled expectations, unresolved yesterdays, a multitude of things we've already been talking about today, is that when you're having, if your baggage involves somebody else, which a bunch of times, I mean, it does. It, it, although it is with yourself, it's also obviously within relationships, like Abby, you touched on at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And something important to remember is that when you are having conversations with somebody else, bringing up obviously something that's uncomfortable to talk about because both of you are most likely going to admit to wrongdoing and sin. It's important to remember that Bible verse and I don't have it on hand, unfortunately, but it talks about when you're, when you see the speckle in somebody's eye, you can't forget about the log that's in your own. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's a humbling, uh, again, that's a humbling thing within, within itself too, because it's like, I can't sit here and call you out when I'm, when I'm just as in the wrong, you know what I mean? Like, right me calling you out but but me doing it is completely hypocritical right and i encourage y'all to find that verse i I don't have it off the top of my head i'm pretty sure it's okay we we couldn't help but to go and find it in the bible so abby pulled it up for us but i want her to because we were talking about giving a little bit of background information on commentary on verses because it helps understand it's actually coming from Matthew 7, verse 5, but I want her to read starting from 1, Abby, if you will, because I think it fully encapsulates what it's saying. Yeah. It says, do not judge or you will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own mm. eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye, you hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck Ooh. from your eye. Mm. 
It's tough. Yep. Straight up just slapped us in the face and said, I know. Better watch yourself. And mm, y'all, Matt, all these books are good. Matthew's got a lot of of heat to it. James has got a lot of heat to it. It does. Mm, But yes, that, that was a great ending to the the point of unrepentant sin ab unless you have any other commentary to put on it i'm gonna put us with a few closing points and then we'll wrap it up but i did you have any commentary um do no, you, you here let's let's be no wait let's be vulnerable do you struggle with doing that because i do what with like what the matthew verse was saying yeah like being hypocritical and saying oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure we just want to make it clear to y'all that we're fully aware we're doing this stuff too we yeah. are preaching well, to the choir and yeah like with talking about sin so many people think that like some sin is not as bad as some sin you know but it's all the same and like god sees it all the same and he's not going to like judge us differently because absolutely somebody lied and somebody had sex before marriage like it's all the same thing right and sin could the the topic of let's talk about sin could be a whole thing and (laughs) and we'll probably get around to doing that but that one might be more like an hour podcast because we'll have a lot to say (laughs) maybe we can break it up in parts or even make it a series but yeah i a huge part of my relationship with christ is daily realizing how broken I am Mm -hmm. and being reminded of how undeserving I am of the grace that God does give me, but it just makes me that much more grateful for it. So, yeah. Yes. I hope that y'all took something away from that. Like I said, we will be linking the sermon. I do highly recommend going to listen to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But one last closing point really quickly is I just wanted to say a lot of times when we look at baggage from an overall perspective and point of view, and this is kind of where my own flair comes into it, I want you to stop and think about the fact that a lot of times when we um, realize where our places and things of baggage come from, it's because we all along have been trying to deal with it on our own. We have been trying to control it on our own and do everything within our own strength and power to whether sweep it under the rug, act like it doesn't exist, um, avoid it as much as we can. And ultimately what that's saying is, I don't believe that God is good. I don't believe that God is powerful enough to help me out of my baggage, to lead me to the uncomfortable conversation with this person Mm -hmm. so that I can be freed from it. When ultimately all along y'all, like he is there waiting to do that with you. It yep. it just comes from a place of saying, you know what? I can't do it. I am not capable. I need to take off the pride that I have and allow God to do exactly what he wants to do, which is to help me out of this situation, lead me um, within the situation and guide me. And so a big thing that can be helpful with that is it's called to preach a root it's actually a tool that crew uses and i've actually used it with abby before abby do you remember that nope i'll be honest okay <laughs> so basically when you're dealing with a certain situation you write down everything that you feel so i feel stressed i feel angry blah 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 and then you oh, go yeah, down yeah, to the root of it and you say well what does the bible say what do 
if I'm stressed, what is that saying about God? And then mm-hmm. you would say, I'm saying that God is not in control. God doesn't care about me. And then you relate it back to scripture and you say, well, wait, that's not true. And again, yes. super humbling experience. <laughs> we will so try good. to also link that resource. Yes. Um, and maybe, maybe I can even film a little short Insta real video kind of thing to show you how to do it because it is a yeah. super helpful for self-identification within your sin and what you're dealing with Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't want to keep y'all any longer like I said really hope y'all enjoyed this little conversation on checking your baggage hopefully you'll you'll be checking through what kind of baggage you're dealing with Um, Mm -hmm. and with that I would say if there's any way we can encourage you guys pray for you guys motivate y'all you know we're always there send us a dm other than that Abby you're welcome to close us out Thanks, guys, for listening. And Kelsey, thank you for that good word. It was really encouraging to me. And I'm sure it was encouraging to everybody else. So we will see you guys in the next podcast. Bye. Bye.